Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of EdgeGuard Podcast, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Jordan. With me today, as always, is my co-host and good friend, Blake Beckett. Hey there, Jordan. Nice to nice to talk to you. <laughs> this uh, is my this is my Casey Kasem voice. Oh, I thought it was your um, your different sick voice because you've been sick like nah. pretty much nonstop nah, for a dude. month, and now it's your stuffed nose voice. Nope, I don't feel pain anymore. That's you right, baby. Feel- I feel free. Know that what? one? The song. No. What's this reference? It's well, it's a uh, it's a Kanye West song from last year, which like kind of uh, loaded, but that song fucking rips, dude. <laughs> Say what you will about <laughs> Kanye, that song is great. Um, you said anyway, wait, the song came out last year. Is this before or after uh, he started wearing the hat? Uh, I mean, he started wearing the hat a long time ago. Yeah, did he? I just yeah, I, like I during feel like, election times. I feel like all of the last three years now just kind of yeah. blur, bl- have blurred into like, one one it feels like a constant year. morbid reality it doesn't feel <laughs> yeah. like the past it just feels like it's constantly happening all around it is the past the present and the future all at once time yeah, is just completely fresh <laughs> all meaning for each new day a fresh hell to <laughs> i know and now and now they're like already people are declaring their candidacy for Dude, an election oh. that is like what one year and eight months away i know like, i was kill me now i kept seeing these things and i'm like <laughs> man this is too early and i was like but it's not though i'm just See, not ready my body is not ready it's a good thing that in these stressful times mm-hmm. we have a game to calm us down True. <laughs> namely oh see that you like that transition that was pretty good i'm a little proud of that damn it i was trying not to call it out <laughs> we got someday we got to break through the podcast law of anytime there's a segue that goes over smoothly or not smoothly <laughs> we are mad about out. it <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, that's it's not even just us like i don't think i've ever listened to a podcast that wasn't like one of those npr heavily edited ones where they don't like trans like it's like oh see how good that transition was i fucking owned that it's just like don't do that don't just like let's so uh i was trying not to jordan well next time this one i needed we'll get him next time kiddo um uh the game we're playing this week is called becalm b-e-c-a-l-m as in like be calm and then also i assume that's like a verb also like yeah like to make calm Yeah. yeah to make calm um, it's a, a short game, like in that it only one playthrough, quote unquote is five minutes. Uh, and basically you sit in a sailboat, you control a first person camera, you look around and you just float through a calming ocean scenescape. Uh, there's mm-hmm. three different worlds. One's like a iceberg Northern ocean setting. One is like, a uh, river through um, like maybe bamboo stalks or a swamp or something. Mm. And then one is a uh, kind of a trop next to a tropical Island. Yeah. It's and it's just like along a beachfront. Yeah. It, and it's all like, like uh, purples and blues and like uh, soft uh, pleasing colors to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then calming noises uh, sure. that, that one might expect from a, uh, like a noisemaker to help you sleep. Sure. I actually actually had a moment where I was like, this this is the video game equivalent of a noisemaker, which oh, sounds sure. like which sounds like, like it's trivializing it, but I don't uh-huh. actually mean that in a trivializing way. I mean like this is like just pure like chilling. 
injected <laughs> into your <laughs> your <psyche>. you're chilling <laughs> um this game by the way is by uh color fiction yes um, color fiction is the uh working name of i believe it's one person is uh, it i'm not certain it says feel free to email me here sure oh yeah color um, fiction is a video game developer that enjoys investigating the interstitial zone between art and technology via the creation of audiovisual software Right. Well, there you go. There you um, go. That that's a good like a description because this is like, um, this is one of those games that feels like it kind of, uh, stretches the definition of, um, game just in the sense that, uh, a sort of like, I don't totally agree with this opposition, but sometimes people mm-hmm. put it this way. Like games are about action. The things you do art sure. is about like reception or verbs. You, yeah. Uh, this is one that like really straddles the line in a big way. It's it's about kind of sitting back and observing a created world, uh, although yeah. you do have control of the camera in a more gamey way. Yeah, it's one of a few games we've played where the actual interaction element is light and not exactly the whole point. I guess I don't know. Yeah, not the like driving element. Like, of the there's game. a whole point. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah. You know, this game is a game that you can put on and not touch and get yeah. not quite the same experience, but uh, a, a very similar experience yeah. as uh, if you were um, sort of actively, you know, looking around. Yeah. Yeah, that seems right to me. It's, um, I mean, I think it really is about, I mean, it sort of could be, it has to be that way, right? Because it's about kind of like leaning back and letting go Mm. of action. So Mm. in a way, a a video game about chilling. Yeah. It can't be that much about like mechanics and and action. Well, right. I'm glad you, that kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. So that's what I'm actually glad you brought that up because, um, uh, uh, some thoughts that I was having while playing this game have to do with that, uh, I don't, I don't quite want to say tension because I'm not sure that it is a tension, but sort of uh, this notion that we... I feel like we've played quite a few games that have self-described as uh, meditative games. And oh, yeah. uh, many of them fit into a similar mold where the interaction is, is very limited. So it had me thinking about uh, whether or not interactivity and quote-unquote uh, meditation or meditativeness are uh, inherently at odds and Hmm. that these games are trying to force together or maybe not force together, but trying to uh, put two things together that uh, maybe are not a like natural fit. uh, And yeah, or if it's something where uh, I don't know, I guess uh, firstly, I kind of wanted to talk about what we mean when we say a game is meditative, like, yeah, I think it's something that I, gets thrown a lot f- around for a game that you an equally descriptive thing you could say about it was that it is chill, which I think is a lot of times kind of reductive. So I yeah, think medi- meditative is like a nicer way of saying chill, which is still just kind of a reductive way to say it's like vaguely relaxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there are a lot of games that use the brand meditative that don't feel at all like meditation. And then there are yeah. games like this one that actually... Uh, did feel like it would help you reach like a meditative state. So I'm, I'm yeah. curious to hear your thoughts about I, that. So I, I vaguely remember this conversation the last time we had it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I think I remember one of the things we talked about was like, 
two different senses of the word meditative on the mm -hmm. one sense meditative as in like evokes the feeling of meditation like literally mm -hmm. um and then um meditative in the sense of like makes you think about something um, okay like a meditation on that um and then maybe there's also uh within the first one of like mm -hmm. meditative reminds you of meditation that there's a further division which is like meditation in the sense of like literally sitting still and just kind of like being in the world and not doing anything or mm -hmm. versus like the feeling of like focus and maybe mm -hmm. flow is a word people sometimes use that actually comes from action mm -hmm. rather than okay. action and and that is i think kind of what you said that like you're like a lot of people call games meditative when it's whereas for you like the kind of like relaxing meditativeness comes from like games like i don't remember what you cite you might say tetris even like just a game where it's like things are you're always doing something but it kind of like produces yeah a, like a hypno hypnotic feeling almost hypnotic is maybe better than meditative like uh yeah. it, it tetris I, I do remember this conversation we had I'm, i wish i remember what game it was but tetris I, is one it might that have been um where the goats are Oh, could have been. I think you're right because sure. that was another self-described meditative game. But but uh, Tetris, and especially now, uh, like late last year, yeah, late last year, that the Tetris effect came out, mm, uh, yeah. and I played a metric buttload of that. Uh, <laughs> that is a game that like really uh, leans into um, the sort of uh, like letting yourself sort of succumb to the aesthetic and just sort of like yeah stop thinking, and it's all just like reaction and and like I, that is soothing to my brain in a way that like could be described as meditative but yeah. when but it's very different from what this game evokes where this yeah. game it, I, I was uh, kind of the point i was driving at is like this is the game that has felt the closest to me like a tool for actual straight up meditation literal meditation yeah yeah and i i don't know what your level of experience is with like meditation or like mindfulness but minimal um okay so i had i had a, a a time where i was like kind of struggling with some mental health stuff and i had uh heard someone recommend meditation as a way to do that and i'd always been like uh i don't know skeptical of of meditation because uh the whole spirituality aspect doesn't really have any appeal for me yeah at all in fact and it, 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 it often like the spirituality gets emphasized by like a certain exactly. kind of like white Yep. californian yes yeah. it's like like uh yeah like that's white, what i'm always like oh okay. rich white lady sweating in the desert uh yeah trying to find her her inner self or whatever it's just like eh, miss me with that but <laughs> i ended up uh you know finding some resources and reading some books uh of people that were uh similarly s skeptical about the spiritual aspect and just using sort of like quote unquote mindfulness so i did like practice meditation for a few months and um this this game like playing this game and like sort of like letting myself get pulled into it felt the most like that state of mind of where you're just kind of like sitting there and focusing on your breathing and uh anytime your your sort of mind starts wandering uh somewhere you just sort of like note my mind is watering like bring it back in um and mm -hmm. this game felt the yeah. most like I, I guess it's a little bit intangible. It's like, it's hard to describe if you haven't like reached a meditative state before, like tried meditating and like actually got yeah. it to work because sometimes it, it can be really frustrating at times. But when you get to that like zone 
where you stop thinking about time uh it's like it's it's nice it's very good it's nice hmm. yeah and and this game like honestly i i i sort of played through a little bit more actively where i was um uh you know actually like looking around and trying to like pay careful attention to everything yeah because you had to record a podcast about it it's kind exactly. of like weird weird like like playing sort of like intentionally and studiously yep. something that's like about letting go yeah. <laughs> yeah but anyway i went through each of the levels with the five minute thing and then i just kind of like left it going and i sat mm. and watched it for a little while and then i started doing some chores around my room just like cleaning my things folding some clothes let me tell you it was nice it was it was, ve- it was very <laughs> it was nice good. just a little just a little boat floating along the sounds it's just all very nice yeah it's just really yeah i mean the the specific like kind of positive experience is like pleasant nice i mean it is relaxing um, mm-hmm. although i will say that the the each of the levels for me at least were not equally relaxing i really mm-hmm. liked the ice one and then the yeah. uh, like bamboo river one i almost uh, liked as much as that one but i did not like the the island one and partially mm. i think it's a personal problem that like something about the like relation of the motion of the boat to the island made me feel uh-huh. a little motion sick oh no <laughs> yeah yeah so i, I can see that though just like because it, it just didn't feel quite synced up the sure. way like my eyes were expecting it to mm. i don't know if that's like just a feature of the sort of like visual effects of this mm. game it has like a lot of like color blurring and kind of yeah like, yeah, that's actually something I, I did want to talk about was uh, this game, I think something that uh, sort of um, lends itself to being uh, like more uh, of like actually meditative or I guess actually meditative, but like meditative is in like a tool for uh, meditation, mindfulness, mm. uh, was that they they employ a lot of techniques to um sort of make it's hard to focus on anything too hard because most things that aren't really close to you are like uh start to get blurry and there's like i'm pretty sure it's like a chromatic aberration effect where the colors sort of start to Mm. um come apart the further away something is i know some of those words okay (laughs) that's good um (laughs) i know what those words mean individually (laughs) (laughs) yeah chromatic aberration is like specifically i think it comes from the term when like um film uh strips like the color the different because it used to be like three color strips laid over top of each other so i think it originally became like oh when film was printed poorly then the three layers wouldn't quite be on top of each other so you'd get this sort of like blurry smudging where the three or where the layers of color are different but um now it's it can be employed like into the spider verse spider-man to the spider verse the movie that came out uh late last year uh employed it to uh like heavy stylistic effect uh and to great effect i might say yeah uh but no, that's uh, a that's actually a visually that comparison actually makes a lot of sense to me the scenes where the, the like dimension is coming apart and all the colors yeah. are like, yeah exploding. and honestly i guess now that i'm thinking about it i think uh the stuff i made i said about film was also true but i think what they're specifically invoking is kind of the same process but happening with printing of comic books where uh the same thing oh, happens right, where it's right. like passes of of color yeah um combining That's definitely the sort of point of reference there yeah yeah but anyway all this is to say that uh here in in this in becalm uh they it seems like they sort of don't want you to focus in on anything too hard 
uh, like you, they could have made everything way off in the distance, super sharp. So you can really be looking at it, but it, yeah. it, it sort of feels like it wants you to get lost. And it's like a very visually busy, yeah. uh, experience where there's just like a lot of information and little like swigglies going around. And it doesn't have a lot of like specific, like purposeful motion, I would say like other than the, the path of the ship on, that it's on itself, but it seems like an intentional way of sort of like letting you rather than like getting stuck on observing each and every little thing, sort of letting the whole thing envelop you and surround you. Yeah. I, that definitely seems right to me. Like it's kind of like in the same way that it's like asking you to sort of like mechanically let go of action or something like that. It's, it's sort of like the blurry effect is like letting go of focus or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and both in this to the same effect of like, just generally, sort of just letting yourself be in the in the space yeah um that does uh uh sort of remind me of just a, a thought i had while playing this game is this game really made me think a lot about the like psychology of calmness like just what mm. sorts of things are calming versus not because mm. I, specifically the audio in this game really made me think of that because there's sure. a lot of like like um like so obviously flowing water noises uh, mm -hmm. but there's also just like a kind of like like low almost like glass like hum in the background that yeah I sort there's of like, there's there's music in this game yeah yeah and i uh, or a soundscape uh, at the very least yeah and um i just i just had a moment of being like why is that noise calming like why do human beings so first of all i was like do all human beings find that noise calming? <laughs> is this a cultural thing or is this a like human nature thing or yeah. is this a because it is in like if you're trying to be calming like a sort of low glassy hum is, uh -huh. is oh something a lot of people go for so i was just trying to think of why that it's a weird yeah. thing to be calming it is and and now that you mention it um the 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 whole notion of like a light wind or um, ocean waves being calming is really interesting because uh, anybody who like knows about sound or has like done some sound design knows that uh, like wind and the ocean are both largely um, white noise or pink noise, some sort of like repetitive yeah. wave based noise uh, mm. that's sort of, uh, you know, filtered or you know, phased in some way to kind of, and it's all it's feels very soothing but if you hear raw white noise it's very unpleasant uh yeah, i'm actually awesome. sitting right next to yeah. uh an analog synthesizer right now <laughs> i was playing before we started recording and it has a, a a white noise generator and uh you know were i to just like turn it the the noise generator all the way up and turn all yes. the fun sounds off <laughs> it's not it's not fun it's just literally <laughs> like that right yeah um and so it's it's interesting that uh, it's such a ubiquitously like pleasing set of or like specifically calming because uh, yeah. like raw white noise uh, feels like n nails on a chalkboard yeah, and then like you sort of like filter it the right way uh, and it feels like very soothing. It's it's kind of uh, amazing how uh, I, I wonder what the like what it is. I, if it's like some sort of evolutionary thing of like humans yeah. like to be by the ocean because it's a source of food or something. And so, yeah. so I mean the wind one or the like 
cool breeze one, I think makes uh-huh. a little bit more sense, which is just that like, if, if you're in a situation in which you uh-huh. can hear a breeze, you're probably safe. Right. Cause it's like, mm. if, if there's no other noise and the breeze is the only sound, mm. you're probably in a calm, safe situation. You know, there's no lion okay. chasing you. If you can sure. sit there, uh, you know, no one is attacking you, you know, uh-huh. n- you're not focusing on getting food. Uh, but then the ocean one that would, I don't know if it like works as much because mm-hmm. you know, if you're if the only sound you hear is the middle of the ocean, you're probably stranded in the ocean and you're probably going to die. So I, I don't and, <laughs> so I think uh, that's uh, you said stranded in the middle of the ocean. And I think that's actually a good point, because I think most times uh, something like meditative like this, it's not uh, I'm in the middle of the ocean. It's, it's I'm beach. on the shore and yeah. I'm hearing waves come up to the shore sort of calmly like. Yeah. They, so as they sort of like the the surf like runs up uh, the beach, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's I mean, always calm yeah. surf, not not like, like turbulent or like really storm. big waves. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it may be. Yeah. Okay, that's true. So then there is something similar going in both of those. I mean, mm-hmm. it's probably useful to not be like too simplistically like evolutionary yeah, yeah. about it because sure. part of it is probably just also like a kind of like why is music. Um, calming mm, and it ha- yeah. it's it's a more like abstract reason which is like it has to do with like repetition and order um yeah and- there's actually there's actually a really good um uh sorry you're talking about music being pleasing um there's a <laughs> series on netflix called explained uh oh I've, and- i haven't watched it but it's popped up oh oh you should watch um the episode about music because mm. they have an episode. First of all, it's uh, it's narrated by uh, the one and only Canadian pop princess uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. So oh, it's uh, narrated it. by her. Oh, yeah, you should watch it for that reason alone. Point. Only that episode is. But um, <laughs> oh, it's in, okay. But also, uh, it's they talk a lot about how uh, their like studies of music and how other uh, creatures like I forget. I think they talk about parrots. How parrots can understand rhythm but mm. melody they don't understand. And then there are other animals that understand melody, but like don't have any like feeling or thought elicited, elicited from like rhythm oh, uh, or I guess not melody, but like tonality. Uh, right. But humans are the only creatures so far that can, that we found that can gain increased uh, meaning from the two like rhythm and tonality together together rather than just yeah oh, yeah if if this sounds interesting to you you should definitely watch it because it is I interesting should. um and it's huh. you know it's not very long it's probably 15 minutes maybe 20 or something um huh. but yeah, yeah it, um it's 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 interesting the way the human brain works like yes it's a i i don't know if you know this but as i understand it the human brain is quite complex i've uh, heard that <laughs> yeah, there's a, a lot, a lot going on in there uh-huh this is kind of like a bunch of stuff banging around up there it's uh, you know, a hell of a thing it's totally disordered which is why we like ordered sounds because it's like in our brains it's just complete nonsense and so yeah i really hope that uh our friend who's a neuroscience phd candidate uh <laughs> listens back into this episode so she can be uh disappointed in us <laughs> that'd be great no you know nothing about the brain <laughs> you have a brain, but you don't have a brain. You have a brain, but you certainly don't know how to use it. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So on the, just like continue that line of thought a little bit. I am um, sure. I also was wondering, I was playing that same sort of like game with figuring out why certain colors are pleasing. Mm. Um, you know, like uh, blue, blue is kind of calm. Sure. Uh, 
red is usually not. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if colors are more pastel-y, that usually also sure. is like the calmer version of that yeah. one. I mean, I could see being a little more like cultural maybe, because, mm. but I don't know. This is another like wild speculation. Sure. Um, but anyway, so in this game, there's like, it, it heavily favors blues, uh, purples, pinks. Um, although I'm looking at the website now, there is one shot they have of like a deep red color for the water. I don't know if that ever actually happened to me. Did that happen to you? Uh, yeah, I remember there being like a reddish. Yeah, because one of the scenes, it's it's kind of like uh, my interpretation is that it's like a, um, a a version of the sun setting where the scene sort of gets darker. The, actually, right, the screenshot, right. it's the screenshot just below is like the daytime version. And right, then it sort of right. comes to night and the, the sky gets like more red mm. uh, than blue um, sort of as yeah. the five minutes is coming to a, a close, I suppose. Huh. Um. But yeah, I, I, I definitely see what you're meaning like with like pastels, a sort of like calmer shades of yeah. just toned down version. Oh, that, ah, that one, see, like the, so my theory, if that one, the reason why I I wonder if that one is more cultural than sort of like human nature is because one, a, a lot of colors we associate with pastel colors are like man-made colors that not all mm. cultures and all histories even like sure. have access to. And then the other thing is like they, for me, they really associate like the colors we use in child toys. And so maybe Mm. that is like calming because it like returns you to a memory of childhood or something like that. Uh, Okay. Which wouldn't be, wouldn't be like all humans. Like Mm. not everyone associates, you know, like light pink with childhood. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because not everyone has bright plastic. (laughs) Yeah. Plasticky colored toys when they're one year old. So, so I could see that one having multiple explanations. Yeah. But it just occurred to me that that is like, um, especially like that's the whole premise of vaporwave, right? Like these colors are are like associated with calmness. And also like the other whole thing with vaporwave is kind of poking fun at how they're supposed to be calm and chill and sort of like yeah, introducing the dissonance of, uh, you know, weird, funky music. Yeah, but if you want to, if you want to hear us uh, talk about vaporwave, uh, we've got plenty of that. You can go uh, play. What was that game we played? Vapor Waves of vapor. One? Waves of vapor. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then I feel like there's another game we talked about. There, we, I think with. we've there, talked there about it with uh, Julian Cordero's games. Oh like, yeah, like not directly, but because he yeah, had some trees, of his like way back his like color. Uh, sure like colors he's interested in are kind of uh on the vaporwave spectrum if not like yeah. quite yeah on the vaporwave spectrum <laughs> you know while it's, not, it's of, not one thing <laughs> while we've while we mentioned uh julian cordero he uh his game uh uh got nominated for an igf award or two I think uh, two. Oh, two. Um, i i think I it might have been he got uh, nominated yeah, yeah so, so uh shout shouts out. out shout out yeah. to uh Levedad, which we played for the show and yeah. interviewed him about the uh, person who's been featured on this podcast more than anyone else. I think, right? Uh, yeah, two two games two and, games interviews, and an interview. three episodes. Probably. That's probably right. If we, if we count Twitter interactions, then definitely because <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a Twitter <laughs> homie for sure. Um, but anyway, uh, congrats. <laughs> yeah. Congrats. Um, congrats. Congrats. Uh, I also wanted to talk with this game about, uh, games that play themselves um oh yeah because i feel like it's something that i hadn't thought about that much until 
probably in the last couple years. Um, do you remember that game? Everything that came out, uh, it's a guy, I think it was 2017. Um, no, is that the one where it's like supposed to be a simulation of everything? Well, the, the idea is that you can play as everything, like anything you can like embody anything. So you can like become a blade of grass and then you like move through the grasslands and then you become Uh, an insect and you can jump around. Uh, but you can, uh, if you don't touch the game for 10 minutes, then it'll just start playing itself and wander around and randomly uh sort of or i guess not randomly but it'll has some sort of algorithm it uses to decide to like jump to uh possess another object and actually i haven't played much of this game but uh, a good friend of ours uh at first was playing the game then realized that you could do that and would just like leave it running and watch it uh and like twitch streamers would do the same thing it's like they weren't even playing it they were just like watching it to see where the game would lead itself and it's it's an interesting thing because mm. uh like especially with this podcast we talk a lot about like what is a game and like interactive media and like if you're not interacting with it even it's not even really a game it like then the like we've already said okay well game isn't necessarily the most uh like useful correct word. terminology because a lot of these uh aren't for play they're uh you know their interactability is different but then something like this is just like a simulation almost uh yeah yeah simulation is i mean a lot of those game if a game can play itself it almost starts to feel like simulation is the right word Um, yeah and it's not like a simulation in the way that sim city is like uh yeah build a simulated city it's like i have built you a simulated world uh take it in either at your own pace or sort of let the computer uh decide how to take it in for you and it's i don't know it's it's cool that like people are are making that uh i think yeah and in many cases simulations exit like more rigid simulations exist for scientific purposes or for study or something so to have sort of uh, like meditative simulations uh yeah or simulations that serve a purpose other than uh strictly to like gain insight into something right right yeah yeah i mean i do feel like it is sort of like um like gamifying or aestheticizing i i don't think i think that is like a a a a real relationship between like simulation games and actual computer simulations where it's like turning the the thing we associate with learning into like play or something like that like there's just Mm. you you do like when you when you watch these like the simulated system of a game like play itself it is Mm. sort of like you're you're wanting to like see what happens yeah in the the same way that you are with a literal simulation but instead of like in order to know something about the world it's just like curiosity for curiosity's sake like i want to see what happens if i do this thing in Zelda and just leave it, you know, in Breath it's, of the Wild. it's almost like rather than learning, uh, something specific, you're learning about the function of the simulation itself and the rules. Yeah. For its own sake, in which yeah. it was built to like run or, uh, in like some case, like with everything sort of maybe, uh, a fascination could be with like trying to intuit what algorithm they're using or like what, what's going on under the hood yeah. to decide when to move and what, uh, sort of entity to move, to uh to like possess or whatever uh but yeah Yeah. i don't know it's interesting this game kind of had me thinking about um letting itself run and this game probably isn't even that much of a simulation i think it's 
largely yeah. just Although, kind of uh, a scene with a lot of visual stimuli. Kind I of. was wondering how much of it is like generated, how much is. Yeah, I'd be curious. Set. I have no. I wouldn't no be surprised idea. if like the little uh, trails and uh, little like swirly things in the air are sort of uh, procedurally, you know, mm. deciding when to fly across the screen or whatever. But yeah, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. uncertain. Um, yeah. Because the, vi- the environments at the very least feel like they're built. Um, yeah. I One theory I had is that there's kind of like a, a skeleton, uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, the outline of the, the specific... Um, sure blocks of ice and stuff but then the yep. the precise way that they like their colors wave is like maybe yeah it's generated or something sure but i don't know yeah. i couldn't say yeah we'll maybe never know unless <laughs> uh color fiction decides to reach out and give us some insight which like you know honestly i'm not going to be mad about <laughs> I, I would be interested um did you have anything else you wanted to cover um no i think that is uh that's all i had for becalm Sweet. What about you? Uh, I I had uh, nothing else to say. So instead, I will say things about the next game that we're <laughs> going to play, which is um, called the Norwood Suite. I thought it's I thought funny you had because for a second, <laughs> at, at fu- it's funny because at first I was like, "Oh, this is funny." Jordan always forgets and has to like go look it up. I'm going to make fun of him, and then in having that thought, I forgot the name. <laughs> Uh, no i knew i just thought that you were gonna say it um i i thought that i was gonna say it too but uh yeah, yeah the norwood suite is a game uh by well actually it's technically a, a sequel or a, some sort of spiritual, spiritual successor, successor to maybe to off, off peak. peak yeah off peak which was a game we played last year um uh, uh both games by cosmo d is the name of the mm-hmm. developer um that game was like a game where you're in a peculiar train station uh and talking to the curious characters who uh inhabit it i think something similar and it's like a first person adventure game about exploring a sort of like isolated location is going on Uh here it's a hotel instead of a train station yeah Um, so that is um besides that i don't really know it looks like it it uh in mood and like uh visual style it uh, it holds pretty faithful to off peak, but I don't know how much connection there is besides that. I'm very um, curious to see. I hope that this game has a soundtrack by uh, Archipelago. Yes. Um, the, the other game did. And that music was super good. Um, yeah. Although I'm, I'm not sure actually after we played that game, I found uh, the soundtrack on Spotify and actually ended up listening to Archipelago a, a pretty good deal. Uh, nice. Last year. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't know if they still put out music. They haven't put out anything since like 2015. So I'm kind of afraid, but uh-huh. maybe, maybe their music lives, uh, in this game and they just don't have it on Spotify or something. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we will, we will play, uh, the Norwood suite next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, until then you're going to want to want to make sure you head over and follow us on Twitter at EdgeGuardCast, where, uh, you can get some, uh, sweet tweets including links to this game and links to the creator and links to the Norwood suite and all kinds of fun stuff. And, and sometimes other tweets, but those are the ones we can guarantee. Uh, So we can only guarantee information. (laughs) Other, other tweets will be at the, whoever is on Twitter's leisure. uh, Yes. (laughs) uh, Their impulse. Um, But, but yeah, it's uh, go ahead and follow us. If you have, um, 
If you have thoughts about the games we played or the podcast, feel free to reach out to us. Or if you have a recommendation, there's a good chance we'll play it. Um, we're always looking for, for games to play and talk about. So mm. We like uh, video games and to play them. We are, we are fans of video games. Big gamers. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and follow us on Twitter, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you.